The old way of hitting a greenside bunker shot was to open everything up, open your stance up, open the club, and hit a cut. Yeah. The new way, the short game chef I worked with down in Arizona, and a couple of these other like <clears throat> modern golf instructors is, you actually want to hit a draw out of the bunker. Mm. You want to put the club, the ball in the middle of your stance, stand square, open the club up as much as humanly possible, and literally hit a draw, but try to hit the ball as high as you possibly can. So mm. the old way when I grew up playing and learned was like, yeah, you hit a big open flop cut out of the bunker. But the new way of doing it, and if you watch these guys on tour or the LPGA, like watch it this week at the whatever one you're watching when they're doing it, they're hitting like controlled baby draws out of the green size bunker. What's going on, everybody? This is J.R. Smith, uh, one-third of the Par 3 podcast. We are here at Blue Wire Studios in Las Vegas. These are my co-hosts, Ben Baller, Stephen Marvin. What's going on, guys? How y'all been? Another beautiful day in paradise. Love it. Miss you guys. Miss you too, man. What's going on, Ben? I'm just chilling, man. I'm just dealing with some family issues with a flat tire. And, you know, my kids miss golf today, so... And they're oh, upset man. about missing golf, which is funny because I'm glad they're upset about missing golf. 100%. I would be upset too. So we got two beautiful golf bags next to us, and I think we're going to dive into equipment today. Is that cool, John? Let's do it. What's what, in the bag, man? What's in the bag? Your bag is to my right, so let's talk about your bag. What kind of driver you hit? So I did some switches um, Switches. that's just in the last week. Um I got rid of the Stealth 2 and went back to uh, the Stealth 1, the all-black joint. And um, I feel like I'm hitting it better. You know what I'm saying? Got the, the super, super stiff shaft. And um, per JR's advice, I um, went back to my Stealth irons. They made a limited edition black joints. And uh, I changed shafts. I went to a standard instead of a stiff, and I was like, look, it's only 25 grams difference. And I feel like the club head speed's even better now because of, I go with the stiff, heavier shaft. So I'm hitting it better. I got rid of my high toes. I'm playing with the MG3 Wash Lord Edition uh, wedges. Got rid of my four iron, hybrid, three wood, five wood. Got my Scotty Cameron Circle T putter. And right now, this is my favorite. This is this is the current setup that's actually helped me, like you know. These are the gamers. Yeah, this this is what really is is really working. And I think um, my head got a little big after winning the Farmers Prom, and I thought I was the man. And so I went to the blades, and I thought that you know that was going to be the answer to all my problems. And I had a couple good rounds, and I think that it happened to be a coincidence. <laughs> and then I had a couple bad rounds, and and um. I think I got scared and I just think I would rather be with something more forgiving because the misses were weird. I did have a weird miss where the ball went about two feet high in the air and it was 147 yard par three 
and the ball went 145 yards, two feet high, the whole way, it just rolled. And I was like, yeah, I can't play like this no more, bro. I can't. <laughs> it, just, it just felt right. Then you got rid of the four-iron and put a hybrid in your bag. Yeah, I got rid of the four-iron and placed it with the four-hybrid. And then um, I actually might go to a three-hybrid, get rid of my three-iron, because now my five-wood is going further than it's ever gone. So I think that the five-wood kind of closes that gap better. But I have the three-wood because I'm scared of hitting the, the driver OB. So at least I know I can get 235 yards out of the three-wood and you know, maybe 240 on a good day or 250, you know, 245 off the tee and I can hit it straighter. But, you know, Rom had said something when I brought the three wood out. I didn't bring my driver to the, to the farmers and he's like, hey man, technically the way you're swinging your three wood, when you swing it good, it's the same thing as swinging a damn driver. You're just like not thinking about that. You're just swinging harder. You're doing different things. But when you swing your three wood better, when you're swinging the three woods good, that's all you got to do. You're just you're mentally thinking about something else because as far as the way your, your, your actual swing. So I don't know, man, I'm all confused right now really with it. But the driver, some days it works and sometimes it doesn't right now. I'm trying to figure it out. But this, for some reason, even though this doesn't have forgiveness, <laughs> the Stealth 1, for some reason, <laughs> the Stealth 1 is, is, is doing me better than the Stealth 2 is. I still play the uh, Stealth 1. Yeah. I got the Stealth 2, but... If it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? <clears throat> I hit the Stealth 1 really well, so I... You have a Stealth 2 and you don't use it? No. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah. Yeah, I just put the Stealth 2 back in my bag, and I was hitting... I, I stopped hitting the original Stealth and went back to the M2, or not the, uh, the Sim 2. And I just, love the Sim 2, man. I loved it. I still love the 3 wood. I go back and forth with the 3 wood, um, but... I don't know. Like the new drivers, some there's something about them that is just not as forgiveness, forgiveness. For so me. I'm I'm holding Jr. He has two fifty six degree wedges here. He has two. One's brand yeah. new and one's damn near brand new. The one <laughs> that's damn near brand new is a fifty six LB dot zero eight degree low bounce. It's a milled grind three. Tiger Woods edition. No, that's the MG3, the regular one. Yeah, and then that wasn't right for him for one reason or another. So now he has another one, and this one's more stock. So he's got the medium grip on it versus this caveman fucking grip <laughs> that he has on, the, on, on, his, on his gamer. Then he comes with this little light shit. And I notice, so what? It's an inch longer than stock? About your, a, your yeah, clubs? An inch longer. And... The shave of this second one. So then the second wedge he just got, and I'm trying to get him, get him to give it to me, but it's not working because I can play this little stock shit. 56 degree, no LB.08 degree is also a milled grind three, but this is the Tiger Wood 12 degree special. So you went from an eight degree bounce to a 12 degree bounce. And like I've told you guys, I'm not that techie. So this is all, I really don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But this <laughs> man obviously does having six wedges in his bag right now. Six. Well, for me, mainly, when I go to play a East Coast, Northeast, because I was in Jersey recently, I go to the lower bounce. But when I come to desert golf and I play more pan, I feel like I need to use the bounce more. 
So I go to a higher bounce. And it, it, again, to his credit, uh, the higher bounce does help me better out of the bunkers. And I'm a terrible bunker player. So if I, I could just get it out somewhere on the, on, on the flat surface, I'm saving myself so many strokes. Let me ask you this. Is it, is it worse that you're a terrible bunker player or is it worse that you keep hitting it in the bunker? I, I feel like it's worse that I'm a terrible bunker player because you got to be able to have your misses and know. Like, a lot of times my misses, is I know that if I hit it, I have a natural draw. So if the if the bunker's right, I'm aiming either dead straight of the pin or maybe a foot right of it. But sometimes it'll, of course, I think I can control it and I might cut it a little bit or it might just roll off the green into the bunker and I still just getting it out and getting it up and down is a struggle. So are you are you okay with fairway bunkers? I'm great with fairway bunkers. I can pick it clean and, and no you know, problem. No problem. But the the green bunker gives you a harder time. It gives me a harder time because for me, for one, I don't practice it enough, but I have a hard time of picking it clean or hitting it fat. And then in between that, I'll either, I'll either decel or over, you know, increase my swing speed so much that I'll either scull it out or just fly. Yeah. Are you trying to hit a cut or a draw out of the greenside bunker? Cut. cut. So that's uh, the old way. The old way of hitting a greenside bunker shot was to open everything up, open your stance up, open the club, and hit a cut. Yeah. The new way, the short game chef I worked with down in Arizona and a couple of these other, like, <clears throat> modern golf instructors is you actually want to hit a draw out of the bunker. Mm. You want to put the, club, the ball in the middle of your stance, stand square, open the club up as much as humanly possible and literally hit a draw, but try to hit the ball as high as you possibly can. So mm. the old way when I grew up playing and learned was like, yeah, you hit a big open flop cut out of the bunker, but the new way of doing it. And if you watch these guys on tour or the LPGA, like watch it this week at the, whatever one you're watching when they're doing it, they're hitting like, controlled baby draws out of the green size bunker because mm. then you can expect the ball to hit and release forward to the hole rather than that big slicey choppy shit where it'll hit and spin, spin right and yeah. go off the you're still green. hitting it though like a few inches before the ball right hitting the sand and yeah but, but you're you're trying to hit a draw versus a slice yeah. right so that's just the whole you know if you want to get your head around it, there's this guy that the short game chef on Instagram, and I'm sure there's videos on there where he's showing it, but he gave me and Malto a short game lesson. And he um, he actually helped me greatly with the bunker and that thought process. So now it's like hit high draws out of the greenside bunker. At least in your brain, you'll have a different thought you, process. And if you're already struggling with the slice out of it, all in golf, you know, from going from hating a shot to loving a shot it's just one little tweet 100% you know yeah, now man. you might just be wanting to go practice literally just a tweet bunks what's uh, that leads me into the next one like what are you guys working on right now what part of the game what's like your main vocal point should I say <clears throat> I think right now I'm having my hardest time with the long irons well that's and, the and, hardest and, those are the hardest ones to hit so yeah. it's logical if this is your first year golfing and yeah. That's going to be the harder, the hardest ones for you to hit. And I think 
my advice to you since I'm like you true advice today because I don't have a set of clubs. So I'm figuring I'm just getting in where I fit in, you know? Like I can't talk about my clubs. So I can talk but you about know every swings. single club you got. Yeah, I could go through it. and everything. Swing your four iron or your five iron the exact same you would like an 80% wedge yeah. and let the club do the job. So yeah. it's like what you said about ROMs. Yeah. Like, why are you hitting your driver? Like people are like, I can't hit my driver. I can hit my three wood. It's like the same fucking thing. That's what he said though. It's the same thing. Hitting a seven iron or a four iron. It's like, if you don't overswing, you keep proper tempo. Keep your balance. Keep your balance. Yeah. Balance is fine. The club the is going to work. There. What you've been working on? Or have you been working on I've anything? been working on, um, I think just mainly like chipping and pitching still. Just I'm in love with chipping and pitching and putting and that part of it. Like I've gotten <clears throat> very, very confident with driving the ball and, you know, iron striking irons really well and hitting the ball really, really well. And I almost now look forward to missing greens mm. where before I would be and horrified if I missed a green because I knew I couldn't get up and down. Where now, if I miss a green, I'm like, I might get a chance. Just chip one in. Yeah. You know, and like we were saying with Gigi, like short games where you get to show off, hitting like full swing flops over bunkers to like, you know, downhill pins on downhill greens. And it's like that thing stop. Anybody like, can hit a seven iron off a tee on a par three in the middle of the green. Like, amateurs no problem can do that right but it's like when you get in a real gnarly fucking spot and you get up and damn. down downhill green goddamn. well that Man. means it's like i said i was like i i heard that guy he said to go from being able to shoot mid 70s to mid 60s the only way you can really do it is by mastering like three or five shots per five yard 10 yard 15 yard 30 yard joint so you got to be able to hit a 10-yard high fade, a 10-yard low draw, a 10-yard, you know, hit the ball and stop so the ball has a lot of spin and it'll it'll bounce twice and then stop. Yeah. So, like, that imagination and that whole thing, like, I can go chip and putt in the back of the range, you know, the short game area, and it's so difficult in the difference between perfection and you know, disaster is such a thin line that it's like, you know, you can, I could do it all day long just because it's like, it's fucking hard. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm working on right now the most. And that's why I keep going back and forth with my wedges. Cause I'm trying to like, trying to figure out which bounce is really predicated for me. And cause I'm, I, I get steep at times and I'm really working on that coming from the inside out with my chips and working on that little low runners or trying to stop it and make it hit little high flops or fades and cuts and draws into these from 40 yards, 50 yards out and in. And I feel like that's really where it takes so much, again, like you were saying, it takes so much pressure off hitting the green where I almost get excited because I have a chance of making it or just easy pickup. And it's just like, I'm out of there, you know? So I've been really practicing like those, um, basically like there's this, um, this place UGP I go to in Carmel in, in, in Carmel by the sea next door shop in, in Monterey. And they have a uh, play like the, th the third hole at spyglass on the simulator. And you can make the wind go, 
you know, 15 miles per hour, any direction you want. So 15 miles per hour, wind in the face, wind from left to right, right to left, or wind behind you. And so it's, you know, a 110-yard shot downhill, downhill 110 yards. And then, like, the coach, the trainer guy that's in there with you, he'll be like, all right, we're going to do, you know, 15, 20-mile-per-hour wind going right to left, downhill, 110 yards. You know, what are you going to hit? It's like, well, damn, I'm going to have to hit a hold off cut and I'm going to aim five, 10 foot right at the pen and cut hold off. Hold off means just keep holding it. Don't let it flip and hold off, you know, 110 yard shot, cut it into the wind, but the wind's going to go blow it back and then they can hit the pin. So that's what's happening when, you know, the wind's blowing this way. Now, when the wind blows this way, you got to do the direct opposite, yeah. right? Then you got to aim left of the pin and hit a low trap draw and draw it into the wind. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if the wind's blowing left to right, 15, 20 miles per hour, and you hit side spin, slice wind, to look, it's going to go like a hundred yards right. You know, you're going to lose the ball. So again, like I'm just working on like owning. And is that a lob wedge you're using for the 110? Oh. No, I'd take a little chippy 52 into the wind and all that. Yeah. yeah, like I don't, I could even hit a wedge. Like I, I could say hit a fucking down nine wedge. iron. I could hit it just a little chippy nine iron, you know. The, more, the, the, the harder I hit the ball, the more spin it has on it. So when you're playing in the wind, you don't want to hit it hard with a lot of spin because, yeah. you know, if, if it spins right and that wind catches it, it's, it's a lost ball. You'd rather take a nine iron and hit a little low draw chip, mm -hmm. make it hit release on the green. So that's been a fun thing. And that um, whatever technology that is, it's insane. And then the wind behind you. <laughs> so then when they put the 20 mile per hour wind behind you, 110 downhill, you know, what do you do there? So they a 70 yard, 60. You try to 60 hit it as degree. high as you can, 70 yard shot as high as you can. Wind in the face, 20 miles per hour, 110 yard. You're hitting, like, you're hitting like a nine iron, you know, low draw. Because if it starts slicing, it's over. You know how when the wind's in your face real hard and it's you barely fucking up. miss, it just balloons out or it'll, yeah. it'll hook out. So that's it, basically. I'm just working on pitching and chipping and wedges because I find that the most like satisfying in the, in the lust for glory. Art, that's where the artistry is. It's the artistry of the game. Yeah. What, uh, I noticed you don't, you know, everything else is tailor-made, but you got a titleless putter. What's that about? You just putt better with it? I mean, it was a, a weird situation when I got fitted to, to get, and I got gifted that in another putter. I went in there, it was like three hours long and, all this stuff, and they said, well, our machine is not broken. Our equipment's not broken, but you're weird. Because you've been in here for three hours, and you had a hundred-something putts, and you're like 81% accuracy, which is like not realistic for... So I'm hoping you come back in here, and it's like 65 or something. Like that's, That makes more sense. So something's wrong with you, probably, because the machine works good, so I don't know. Um... I felt like the wet, the the Spider GT was more forgiving, and I actually felt like it was easy to putt, especially if I'm putting from far away here and there. But then that was more like I heard Lee Trevino say something like, "Yo, man, you're gonna be more accurate from your putter, you know, than you were with it chipping, depending on how good you putt." 
And I felt like that was an excuse for me to stop chipping. And I was like, nah, I got to get my chip right, you know? So when I started playing with the, with the, with the circle T and the blade, felt like I was able to aim certain things. I was able to mess with things more. I was able to get, I was able to really get, really, I was really able to visualize where I want the ball to go. And it was either really close to it or dead on it exactly. With the wedge, I'm kind of like, all right, well, it's forgiving. So it'll kind of, I can mess up and whatever. And I don't want to have too much air on, at least on that part, because that's my best skill. What kind of putter you got? I got a bobbin putter. We have a, I'm, we're making our own putters and I'm using a uh, center shaft. Is it the crazy tall one? Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay. But it is a center shaft. It's like, a, um, you know, this shape, like a half circle. The center mallet. shaft. Mallet. Yeah. And it's, uh, I love it. I love it. We got putters coming. Um, we're working on putters and we're working on wedges. So I actually am learning a lot more of that bounce and all that stuff because we're making our wedges. But rather than me trying to figure it all out, I've been using my man, uh, Jacob, Jesus of Golf who's got one of like the nastiest short games ever, but oh, man. <clears throat> he's been testing the wedges for me. And, um, you know, he's, I just got a bunch of notes. I was about to bring him up and, <clears throat> and say what he's talking about, but it's like such a techie yeah, thing. Yeah, you get way it's too techie tech stuff. Yeah. You know? Gotta I'm, have I'm some just, feel uh, to it. Putter, putter, what am I doing? I'm putting, I'm, I'm taking the, okay, I, so there's a few things I'm working on with the putter. Basically, I want to, I use my feet as a, an example of how far I can take the putter back. So my right foot is where I stop the putter, and I always stop it shorter than I want to, which makes me accelerate through the putt. So like if I only, so if, if my right foot's here and I'm putting, and I hit through it, I don't want to come back here and decel, right? So you can use tees and put a tee, like if I have like a six foot putt, I'll put a tee like six behind the ball. And then you got to go like super short and hit it in top spin versus like big high and decel putt. Like if you want to miss six foot putts, decel. That's how you can miss It's weird. Them. I saw George Lopez was trying to teach me how to putt about something. And I was like, man, I didn't listen to nobody. But he takes the ball back literally two inches. Yeah, because he, he, he wants the ball to yeah. roll like a tire. He wants it yeah. to grip, topspin, grip, and roll. Yeah. And basically, when it's going to the hole and you think you left it short, and it's got three inches left, it keeps digging yeah. and mm -hmm. goes in. But if you do a high decel putt with side spin, it goes right up to the hole. You think you made it, and then it like takes a right. You miss yeah. the putt. Got lame again, so, yeah, man. Top spin draws putter. Have you guys ever chipped off a green like a real legit? Like you, you, you know, you like you, you're on the green. I do it all the time for practice. Big, high, floppy chips off the green with and, the bounce. So you and not no divot, right? Not nah, fucking up the green. No, hell no. The nicer the green, the more you don't take divots. When I started playing with Q. Like, I don't know, like six, seven years ago, this motherfucker couldn't putt. And Q chipped. He's really good at chipping, but he would chip all the way to the hole. So he wouldn't two putt, he would two chip. <laughs> He'd literally chip all the way into the hole. He'd just chip off the green. So yeah, the best way to pra practice, like, remember I said all that shit, the spoon, 
and the knife. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to use the spoon, if you hit this part on the green, it won't cut the green. Yeah. If you hit this part on the green, the it's going to cut the green up. and take a divot. So, like, if you want to learn how to use bounce, chip on a putting green. We'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Long Drink, the finished drink. And it definitely makes your drives go longer. You can get yours today at www.longdrink.com. Super refreshing. All right, so I got a question for you guys, or I'll start off and then you guys tell me. Dream set. I'm going to talk you through the clubs that come to mind if I was going to put a whole set together. So I start off with the, um, the, the Greg Norman Cobra driver that Greg Norman used during his prime. Next, I'm going to go with the Tor, um, Tor Spoon, tailor-made bubble with the um, three wood. And then I'm going to go the old, um, damn, what's the name of the, the little hybrids they used to have with the two blades on the bottom? This shit is so old. It's basically, they used to make these hybrids that have these two, like, almost like little, like, like, you know, the on a skateboard, those slide handrail things on the handrails? bottom. Basically, I had like two handrails on the bottom of these little hybrids that Taylor made used to make. I don't even know. So I go those three set. I go with the um, those copper ping I twos, right? I used to have those back in the day, and they used to have these ping eyes, and they would have like orange dot, black dot, blue dot. So it would be basically based off of your shit where like your clubs are longer. So you would need like the orange oh, yeah. dot. And if you were stock, you'd be black dot. And if you were blue shorter, dot. blue dot. And they yeah. had all these different dots. So that's the like pre-customized. You could get clubs that were closest to your body, you know, style or whatever. And then... um even like down to like the ping L wedge, like we all talked about the L wedges yeah. back in the day. That was the lob wedge, the L, and then just the standard old sand wedge with an S prior to the to the numbers. Yeah, G and all for that. the gap too, huh? Yeah, G G G S L was like the three the three wedges, and then all time putter. I'd probably go ping answer to the one that Scotty jacked the Newport. Another copper joint, or uh, there's another name for it. They didn't call it copper. And so those those copper ping irons, when I was a kid, I worked at a golf course at this place, Hell's Point Golf Course. And I used to clean members' clubs. Like at night, they'd say, Yo, can you clean my clubs? I'm playing tomorrow. And they'd give you, you know, 10, 20 bucks or something to clean the clubs. But those copper shits, I would take a can of Coca-Cola or two, pour it in a bucket, and lay all the copper clubs in the Coca-Cola overnight. And it would completely make them brand new again. It would like eat a layer of rust and erode, and, and erode all that shit off. Just the yeah, it's crazy. Coca Cola yeah. would eat the metal raw, and then I'd clean them joints. And those ping wood drivers, we used to re-sand the face, take the screws out, sand the face, take a saw, and recut the grooves in it with a damn saw. Put the screws back in, take the, the strings off that would wrap around the back of the thing, 
then relacquer the whole thing with clear polyurethane oh, spray damn, paint bro. type shit. You would have to put clear coat on it a couple times and then take this like wire and re feral it like this part, re feral the fucking thing, re gripping. It was cool, man. I love golf clubs, like techie golf, <laughs> but, but, but like, you know, I worked at a golf course when I was 12 years old and there was this old dude named Calvin who worked there and Calvin was a master club builder, but a master club builder back then was someone who could like, sand down a wooden driver and like almost re-purify it and make it um perfect and bring it back to life like a restoration type of so that shows my age i'm 47 and i've been playing for a long time i would say mine sim 2 driver uh probably sim 2 3 wood My set would be pitched through nine through probably four iron might be the Victory Reds Tigers, the first Nike blades he had. Mm -hmm. Then I would say wedges would be bulky for sure. And... I would probably say that 5.5 glow putter, that title is uh, Scotty. He's all Taylor. Ben's just going to be like this, this. (laughs) This right here. (laughs) These right here. Man right here. I mean, what am I going to go off of if I had like three, four sets of clubs? But we appreciate you all being here. This is the World Famous Part 3 Podcast. Stephen Malden, J.R. Smith, Ben Baller. See you in another city. 